This is a podcast from the Nuffield Department of Medicine, and today we've asked Dr. Simon Leadham about his work with stem cells and cancer. Hi, Dr. Leadham. Hello, Mesha. What are stem cells? The stem cell that, that most often springs to mind and hits the headlines is the embryonic stem cell. Now, this is the product of the, of the fertilized egg, and it's the stem cell that gives rise to all of the, the cells in the developing embryo. But perhaps what's less known is that all adult tissues have stem cells as well. Now, the characteristic features of these stem cells, which are, if you like, are the engine room of a tissue, is that they can divide to renew themselves and also form all of the specialised tissues that make up the entire organ. So these cells are really the driving force of every organ and therefore vital in the growth, daily function and repair of every, uh, of every adult tissue. Can you give us an example of stem cells in adults? So a great example of, the, of an adult stem cell is, is the one that's found in the gastrointestinal tract because the gut is lined by a single sheet of epithelium that's replaced every four to five days to help protect us from the toxins in our food. So the intestinal stem cell is working extremely hard. Now, recent genetic markers have allowed us to identify where these stem cells are, and they're contained in the, the functional unit of the gut called the crypt. Now, this is a, a flask-shaped structure, and the stem cells are right at the bottom, and the daughter cells that they produce are pushed up the side of the crypt, and they specialise as they come up the crypt. And as I say, they're shed every four to five days. Now, all of these complex processes of cell division, cell differentiation, cell specialization are controlled by gradients of chemical messages called morphogens. And it's these morphogens that my research particularly is interested in at the present time. So what's the link between gastrointestinal stem cells and cancer? Cancer occurs when cell division is out of control, and, and one of the key features of a cancer cell is it no longer responds to messages to tell it to stop dividing. So in the gut, cancer is caused by the accumulation of various mistakes in the genetic, uh, in the genetic instructions, if you like, called DNA. Now, these mistakes accumulate over time, and cancer occurs when one of these mistakes occurs in a gene that, that controls cell division. Now, because the, we've said before that the, that the intestinal stem cell seems to be the only cell that hangs around long enough to accumulate these genetic mutations, everything else is shed within four to five days. We've therefore long believed that the intestinal stem cell is the cell that, that is the origin of colorectal cancer and thus a very important cell to study. So what are the most important lines of research that have developed in the past five to ten years? One of the critical advances in this field has been the identification of genetic markers that allow us to identify stem cells and their daughter cells, and that's allowed us to see how these different cells respond in different models. Now, my recent research has focused on the chemical messages that dictate whether a cell is a stem or a daughter cell, and we believe that some of the disruption of these chemical messages can trick a daughter cell into behaving like a stem cell. Now that's called plasticity and that makes us believe that some of the cells that give rise to some sorts of tumours can actually be non-stem cells or daughter cells. If you like, it's, it's like a, a leopard changing its spots. It's a, a daughter cell behaving like a stem cell because its environment is disrupted. So why does your line of research matter and why should we put money into it? To find any effective treatment in, in biology, you need to understand the, the underpinning biology of the disease. We're beginning to get to the stage where we can detect mutations in a patient's tumour prior to them receiving treatment, and that, that's not far off. In the future, we may be able to guide or direct our treatment towards a patient's individual mutation burden. So it's in 
Because all tumours contain stem cells, it's very critical that we use our therapy to kill all of those stem cells, otherwise the cancer is going to come back. Now, my line of research, I believe, is important because if stem cell plasticity occurs, if the leopard can change its spots, for example, we need to be able to be aware of that and use our drugs to target a changing or a moving target all at the same time. How does your research then fit into translational medicine within the department? Well, as a, as a scientist and an academic gastroenterologist, I'm quite uniquely placed to be able to translate some of the, me- the questions I get asked in clinic or in the endoscopy suite into research strategies. And, and it's been a real, really important part of my research to be able to focus um, my research questions on these clinical, important clinical questions. What we tend to do is use human tissue to develop an idea or a hypothesis and then biological models to test that. And I think that's a very important synergy between human and biological systems. I'm also part of the Oxford Translational Gastroenterology Unit, which is a sort of unique setting where clinicians and scientists work alongside. We borrow skills from each other uh, and we're able to combine those to answer some of these clinically important questions. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much, Masha.